Uh, welcome back to the Grim and Glamorous podcast, and we are your hosts, Albie G. Andrea. So, Andrea is talking to us remotely. Hi, guys. How are you? Miss you. So, you're in Southern California with our family, like a normal person, and I'm stuck <laughs> here in Louisiana for school. What do you mean, like a normal person? Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like people are, like, trying to, like, get back to their families and be self-quarantined and, like... Well, uh, I think you're better off because you're not with anybody. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's one of the things about what's going on is just, like, the numbers and the testing and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, so we wanted to devote this episode today to talk about the coronavirus, COVID-19, what's going on, just because I feel like it's... Uh, and important to address it, to acknowledge it. Um, you know, I, I feel like a, a few other social media podcast people have been kind of struggling to like, how do you address it? Do you ignore it? Is it safe to talk about other stuff? Um, uh-huh. Like I know Jenna and Julian had an episode and they're trying to be like lighthearted, but they also had a video that was pretty like serious and just reflecting on it. So... Um, I thought since we've kind of been off and on in terms of our episodes here, it'd be good to kind of like, this is just a good first episode to get back into, um, like like normalcy. But, um, I guess my first question just, cause there's a lot that's happened and there's stuff that changes every day and Mm -hmm. like what's in the news today is very different than what it looked like a week ago. Mm -hmm. Um, like, when did all of this become, like, real for you? Like, when did it really hit that, like, oh, wow, this is a serious thing that's going on that's changing our lives? Like, when did that happen for you? I want to say, like, like, I can't really give you all the details because it has to do with the work. But, um, like, when everybody was, like, going home, they were sending people home, and, like, we basically got, like, orders to stay home our uh i work at like you know a mall and our store was closing and it was just like all right well you guys are closed until we tell you to come back and um it was kind of like scary and um and then all of a sudden we got like a like because i think it was essentially like a few stores that were closing and then now it's the entire mall so yeah. like um so this was yeah sorry so this was um at a moment when i feel like your business and a lot of other businesses were having these conversations about um like what steps to take exactly how uh-huh. and you know how long you're going to be out is still kind of up in the air for a lot of people yeah. Um, but for you, it was sort of like, okay, they're sending people home for a significant amount of time. Like, this is serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was crazy because, like, when you first get there, like, to the mall, like, I work at, like, a very busy, busy mall. And, like, even before then, even, like, before we knew that we were closing, like, uh, everybody knew that, like, the coronavirus was, like, spreading like crazy. And especially, like, where I live in Orange County, um, it's, like, spreading. And it made me laugh that, like, nobody would stay home. Like, the people were, like, buying and 
buying stuff like clothes and like shoes and stuff like that um it like boggled me i'm like why are these people staying home why don't they want to be with their families why don't they want to be at home just you know like to be healthy or whatever but um but it was like it cracked me up a little bit. I was like, these people are not going to stay home. Like, the the reason that they're staying home is because the mall would have to close. Mm-hmm. Like, there would, be, there would have to be nothing for them to just stay home. I don't know. It just kind of weirded me out. I'm like, I don't understand why people, like, are like this. Like, why they want to continue to, you know, continue to shop or continue to, like, be outside when something like this is going on. When it's like, you know that um this i guess what what do you call it a disease a virus uh this um Um, illness is like super you know you can you can catch it pretty easily yeah um so that's why you know it kind of was just like you could you could be in the same store with somebody and get it two weeks later so like that's why i'm like i I'm looking around and it's just like people are buying like Victoria's Secret or their Nike or whatever and I'm just cracking up because I'm like okay these people clearly do not care well because at this point when this was happening for you and they were sending people home mm-hmm. there were still some stores open and so there, like malls were still open and I think today they're being shut down and now we have like a national standard that's been put forth by the White House but at this point, people were still shopping at, like you're saying, like Nike and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one of the big issues that's been in the news this week is that I'd say like a good number of people are taking the necessary precautions and steps. And I think maybe some people were skeptical at first before they really believed it was getting serious. But, you know, I think we're well past that point. Uh, yeah. But I think in the news, there just the past few days, there's been um, stories about people that are like on spring break and like young people, college students that are still partying and going out and oh yeah, and don't really like, don't really care. They don't, and it's like I saw one on the news, and there's this kid. And I guess I, don't, I guess it was Florida. I don't know, like somewhere where it's big to like party for spring break. And he was like, "If I get coronavirus and die, I don't care." That's what he said on the news. Yeah. And I was just like, really? Like, are you just saying that? Or are you, you know, is that, you're just saying it for TV? Like, but it's pretty bad. Like, I mean, especially if you don't know if you have something or like, I guess if you have asthma as a kid or, um, you know, you have breathing problems or something like that like it can get really bad so um that's why i'm just like people need to like really take care of themselves yeah i think it's really hard for um you know americans in particular just like given our our way of life is we're used to just going about our business and yeah i don't think we're used to having things on a mass scale just not be available you know I, I like I don't remember oh, yeah. I don't remember when I've ever seen anything like this and maybe like like post 9-11 I remember 
9-11 when I was in like 7th or 8th grade and um, some places weren't open for a few days and like the airlines weren't, weren't no, there were no planes, you know, I, uh-huh. that was probably the closest thing I can remember where there's been something like that, like disruptions to everyday life. But this is, uh, uh-huh. this is a whole different thing and a whole different um, animal, so to speak, because it's, you're not fighting something political or uh it's like a virus it's you know it's microscopic it's you know so it's it's a whole different a whole different thing oh yeah like yeah and i think that's the thing that kind of makes it more scary is that like now that everything is closed and like you go to the grocery store i don't know if you've experienced this or not but like when i went this is, oh, this is also another, like, time where it was, like, real to me. Like, I went from work, and there's a Trader Joe's, like, you know, like, a mile or so, like, down the road. And, like, I went, I was like, oh, I need to get something at Trader Joe's. So, I think I went to go and, like, eat with my friend or something like that. We went to go eat, and then I was like, oh, I gotta stop at Trader Joe's and get something. And I went to Trader Joe's, and I was like, okay, like, I walk in, and there's, like, a ton of people, but, like, that's normal for Trader Joe's to have, like, a million people. So, like, I walk in, and I get, like, what I was going to get, and I think it was, like, for lunch the next day, and then I was like, well, because I never just buy one thing at Trader Joe's. I have to buy, like, the whole store. So, like, I was looking around, and I was like, what? I'm like, usually, like, they usually have, like, a full, like, chip aisle, like, tortilla chips, like, potato chips, and, like, salsa, and stuff like that. Like, there was nothing. There were no, there were no chips. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, all the, like, fruits and vegetables are there. It's fine, whatever. Um, There was, like, maybe, like, half the meat were gone. Half the meat was, like, gone. Um, You go down, like, the frozen food aisle. Like, there were sections of frozen food that were gone. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, what's, what's happening? And, like, people were just, like, panic buying, like, all kinds of stuff there's like a whole like thing of like frozen food that were like empty and like you know the Trader Joe's people are like casually just putting things away like I don't even think that they knew like what was happening they're just like okay people are just buying stuff I was like oh okay like (laughs) what's happening but I better buy something because I don't know if I'm gonna have if I'm gonna buy it again I was like, okay, like, I think I know what's happening. People are stockpiling now. Mm -hmm. I better buy something. I better buy, you know, what I can get from this store because what if this is the last time I go to the store? I want pancake mix and cookies and some tortilla chips. That, like, one of the last bags of tortilla chips that they had. And then, um, oh, I bought, I was like, well, I better stock up on breakfast. So besides the pancake mix, I bought... A box of uh, wheat waffles, like the toaster waffles. Heavy on the breakfast food then for your. Well, because I was like, well, I'm gonna need breakfast for tomorrow, and then plus, like the following week, I'm like, if we are gonna be at home, we're gonna need breakfast every day. So I bought pancake mix, which I'm kind of regretting now because the pancake mix requires an egg, and we don't have any more eggs. So, I was like, well, it was a good idea if we had eggs. 
Yeah, I feel like um, like panic buying and all that stuff, stockpiling, like that's been another huge issue. And I'll admit to buying some stuff also. Like I remember on, and this also goes to like what made it real for me, like that this was actually going to be a pretty serious thing for a while. Some of the other schools in the area were closing down. Uh, and this was in the wake of like, other campuses being closed uh, and some of some of them were closed pretty early on like um, like Harvard Columbia um, I think it was like Ohio State they kind of took measures early on to end classes on campus move online all that stuff and so uh, here at LSU we were just kind of waiting for we were anticipating like they're probably going to do something and so they just basically gave us two weeks off and told us not to come back to campus. We're going to move stuff online. So that night I went to Walmart at around 11. Uh-huh. They closed at 12. So they started to limit the hours. And um, uh-huh. I felt kind of silly just like going around buying stuff because I like really didn't know what to get. Um, but other people were like stockpiling food and clothes uh, toilet paper paper towels um all the cleaning stuff was basically gone like whole aisles of cleaner were gone Uh um so i just bought like some water some snacks like soup mac and cheese crackers stuff like that Uh and then i ordered a bunch of stuff on amazon which so that was one thing I noticed that like Amazon, usually you'll get stuff in two to three days with Amazon Prime. And uh, this took about a week to get here. But I, I got like a, like a lot of water, um, like soda, um, first aid kits, just stuff that I bought at the time where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this stuff is going to be available or... You know, it's sort of like hand sanitizer. I have not been able to find it anywhere. Oh, so, nobody has. Yes. Like, there's no hand sanitizer. Yeah. So, I, like, I bought stuff because I, I, like, the day that it, st- it started to feel like, okay, this is a real thing. This is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, when that hit me, I went out to buy, to go shopping. And, I mean, it's worked out so far. I mean, I think it's still stuff that's useful and valuable that... I've started to use and mm-hmm. are you running out of food do you still have food no so I still have food and um some of the restaurants here are takeout only so I don't know if this is it's like that in California but a lot of restaurants here are takeout only some of them are closed completely but um you know that's that's I think the tricky thing about a situation like this is that you know, if you shut down everything, it's going to tank the economy and it's it could be worse than it really is. But you also have to control the spread, flatten the curve, they say, social distancing, yeah. all that. So it's really um, interesting to see different places put in different measures because, um, you know, it, depending on how long this goes on, this could really destroy, you know, family businesses. People could go bankrupt. Um, you know, the economy's already... Um, you know, people are talking about an economic depression. Um, so there's a lot going on. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, how long th- will this go on for? I don't think people really know. 
Right. Um, but I think a lot of places like workplaces also are sort of like uh, telling people, okay, for for the next four weeks, you know, we're going to be closed or uh, for the next three weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of like a day-by-day thing for a lot of different people. Uh, the other the other thing I was going to mention, too, where it kind of got real for me was um, wh- when one of the NBA players tested f- for corona, um, and then they found out it was two players, and then they just suspended the whole NBA season, and I think for yeah. a, a lot of people, they were like, whoa, like, that was serious, and then, and then they canceled March Madness which was oh yeah that's right yeah so i think that was a big shocker to me and that was really like okay this is really this is really happening because you know march madness is a huge um not just for sports but like a huge like economic business thing for the country um you know they have they have like 40 games in like one day over two days and they're in like cities all over the country and it's supposed to help local cities it's you know sports it gets the whole country involved but the fact that they just like canceled it outright uh that was like for me a big moment where i'm like wow i don't remember anything like that happening like you're pretty big on the march madness so yeah and uh then they i guess like most sports are suspended almost all sports are just sort of in limbo right now but I think for good reason, you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, taking these measures in stride. But I remember when when the news on those first broke, a lot of people were like upset or like it's not that serious, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, I was looking at and this goes to like how how quickly this can spread, like you were talking about. So the NBA team, it was like the Utah Jazz. Yeah, two players from that team had it right and okay. then they were saying, okay, over the past five days, those players have come into contact with five different teams in five different cities all over the country. And so that was really like a panic moment because they were like, they didn't really know how viral this thing was. And so they were like, okay, potentially that's five cities. And so they, I think that's why they just immediately canceled not canceled, but suspended the season because they travel. They're in huge arenas with 20,000, 30,000 people. They shake hands, sign autographs and stuff. I think they recognize that sports is uniquely um, a place where it can spread because these teams travel a lot. And I think that was one of the the big things about um, how this is spreading globally is that it's through travel it's through our global economy and system and just the way the world is our businesses rely on trade and travel and your ability to go from one place to another and so i think this was done in an effort to like limit the exposure in the u.s which um hopefully these measures are going to pay off but oh yeah it's sort of like yeah it's sort of like in the meantime you know, people are bored at home and usually they would go to sports to kind of like distract themselves. And the fact that we don't have it is is frustrating. But I think also it speaks to how serious the situation is. 
you know, we talk a little bit about what it was like for you to go shopping. You're going to a store. You're seeing stuff gone. Um, what has it been like in general, like in, in California? Because I know that different states have different situations going on. You know, has it affected traffic? Has it affected... Um, do you have restaurants that have to go, like orders only or drive through? Are, are some things still open? Like, what what is it looking like in SoCal right now? Um, well, right now, um, I think it's pretty much every, like, food establishment, like, closed their um, cafe part. And if they have takeout, then you're only supposed to do takeout or, like, Postmates or something like that. Um, if there's a drive-through, like, I want to say it's, like, half and half. I'm not really sure. But, like, um, if there's a drive-through, then um, some places are doing drive-through only. Some places are just, like, closing the cafe and doing walk-up orders and yeah, eating. Yeah, I, I heard I don't know about Starbucks. McDonald's. Like, I know Starbucks for sure, like, is they close their cafes. And if they have a drive-through, then you can either walk up and do a mobile order um, or go through the drive-through. But if you're cafe only, like, they're not, like, letting you stay inside. Um, one of my friends, like, uh, did, like, a IG story and, like, they had to tell people, like, you can't stay here anymore. Like, we're closing the cafe. So, like, all the chairs are up, like you can't sit inside anymore um but there are yeah it's mostly just drive-through takeout or um like postmates or whatever so have you tried doing but, like have you done like takeout from places we did go to like dunkin donuts the other day and that was just like drive-through only and i think in and out oh in and out close the in, like if you're connected to a cafe and the in and out like they close the cafe and it's like drive-through only now. Um, let's see. I think Chick Fil A also was like drive-through only. Yeah. Well, if In and Out's still open, I think we'll all be fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, In and Out, the the burger stand that's holding the world together. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, like, I was thinking about how this has really, like, disrupted a lot of people's lives, but, um, I don't know, like, for myself, like, I'm usually, I usually get to-go orders anyway, okay. and when I'm in, like, the school mode in the middle of a semester, I'm usually, like, pretty busy, and, you know, I don't have a lot of time to go out and, like, go to the mall and go to the park or, you know, whatever, so in in some ways it really hasn't changed a lot for me, mm-hmm. but in other ways, um, having to like work from home like that's one thing. Like I work for the college and in like the writing center, and I'm used to taking like appointments with people in person, sitting down with them, you know, working on projects on campus. And so to me, school and work was kind of like this seamless thing where it's all there on campus and so now you know we're on break so maybe I, it hasn't really it, it's hit me and like affected me of course but um like just getting into that mode of transitioning to everything online is, okay. an, is an adjustment but in terms of like going out and like 
like ordering food like I think the fact that places are still open and doing takeout is sort of a big comfort and is helpful for people because I think it does you know you look for any semblance of normalcy and you want to try to keep things as normal as possible even though you obviously can't do that but um, like for me I'm like trying to make it feel as if okay like it's not as big of a disruption as it could be um, you know, you can still, I, you know, if you look, if you're trying to look for like a silver lining, you know, you can still have an In-N-Out burger. You know, you just can't sit in, in, in the in the place, or you, you know, you can still have a Starbucks coffee, but you can't enjoy it inside the 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 restaurant. You have to take it home or whatever. So, um, yeah. you know, you try to look for things that are like sort of positive in the in the midst of all that, but. Um, you know, and obviously the situations are changing, you know, day to day. So it, we may come to a point where, you know, Starbucks is closed and McDonald's is closed completely, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to see that, um, you know, I feel like California has been one of the states that have been heavily um, taking measures to try to address um, what's going on, to try to limit the impact on the healthcare system, to try to prevent the spread and and uh, like I mean do you feel like they're doing like a good job of like having that leadership and like telling people what to do and keep them updated on the day-to-day stuff um yeah like I think so um they issued like uh like an order and then like they're taking it seriously to a point where like everybody has to stay home now but like but that's because of the governor how about I just listen to what the governor says as opposed to Orange County? Yeah. Because he's doing a way better job. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think um, that's part of the confusion is that you have, um, you have like, you have local mayors of like the city that you live in, but then you also have, at the state level, the governors doing things, at the federal level, you have. Um, you know, Congress and the Senate trying to come together to create something, and then, you know, the executive branch, you have the, the president and his team trying to come up with a plan that works, and so, yeah, I think you're hearing a lot of different things from different sources, and so that that can be a bit of a, a confusing, you know, mixed message situation. Um, I was just going to say, what do you think about this plan that they're trying to work on to give everybody like a thousand dollars or multiple payments of a thousand dollars like do you think that's going to be you know helpful for people that maybe their their job closed indefinitely and so like do you think that's like that's a good thing that that's oh gonna yeah help? like i think that's pretty good like i mean it's good for them because like they still have some money to hold on to until they can find another job or like if they need to pay bills or you know, like, um, if they do get paid, like, while they're off work, like, you can use that to, you know, either, like, have money to order food or, um, order something to keep you busy. Like, I think, like, you can use that money, like, in multiple ways. So, um, like, I think it's a pretty good idea, you know. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think so too, and I'm glad that it's gotten, 
you know, bipartisan support. Nobody really knows how long this is going to go on for. So, Uh you know, is it maybe they give us a few payments like for, you know, a few months. And then if it lag, if it drags on longer, you know, they may have to do it again. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be helpful, at least in the short term, to help people that are looking for jobs because like I know people that have been laid off you have family members that have been uh-huh. lost their jobs because places are closing um, some people have been fortunate where you know you, they can work remotely and they're still gonna get paid um, but I think it's gonna be helpful any um, so I guess just like any final thoughts about the coronavirus the situation going on right now um, Anything that really sticks out for you? Um, I think that, um, well, there's a couple things. Like, I mean, yeah, it is scary. And yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of people right now that have it. Um, like, yes, like, you, I mean, like, you possibly have could be exposed to it wherever you go. But um, it's just better to, like, stay indoors, wash your hands, take a shower regularly, wash your clothes really well. Um, but also, like, don't freak out. Like, don't panic. You're at home now. So, like, just uh, hang out, think positive, find a hobby, find something to do. Um, if you're working, obviously, keep working. You know, if for some reason, like, you can't be at home and you have to work, like, if you work at Starbucks, if you work, you know, at, like, these grocery store places, like, you know, hang in there. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for doing what you're doing. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I would echo that just, um, you know, to take it seriously. I know a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about young people maybe like not caring as much or that they if they get sick or not but I think it's really that misperception about that it's not just the effect that it has on yourself individually but you could be an exposing or a carrier for somebody that's in a group that might be susceptible or a high-risk group Uh, if they're like immune compromised if they have lung or breathing issues uh, cancer autoimmune diseases stuff like that that leaves them more susceptible to um you know serious impacts from the disease um i think that was one of the big things that um you know i retweeted a few stories about celebrities getting coronavirus because um like tom hanks and his wife were sick um idris elba and uh, the reason I retweeted that and I thought those stories were important was because obviously they're recognizable public figures, but in both of their cases, they really didn't have severe symptoms. Um, I know Tom Hanks's one of his sons was saying that they didn't even really feel sick. They were in Australia. They kind of just had like minor cold symptoms and but they got tested anyway, and, and they, they were surprised by that. Uh, Idris Elba said that he really didn't feel sick at all, but he was exposed to somebody that was confirmed to have had it, and so he got tested, and 
was surprised by the results. But it, basically, the message there was, even if you don't have severe symptoms, which it can cause, you can still catch it. You could still give it to other people. And so, um, yeah, I guess the message there would be just to like take it seriously, to try to comply as much as possible to, you know, your local, you know, city, state recommendations and you know not everybody's in a position where they can work from home um so it's it's not like you know some people have that ability and are fortunate for that but other other places you know they they rely on their income they have to work they have to expose themselves i know a lot of healthcare workers like nurses doctors um you know they're on the front lines of this you know grocery clerks you know i hear that a lot of stores are just like spending overnight to like restock and um you know they're sold out during the day and then they restock at night in a lot of places and so um and then i I would echo what you said earlier about just not panicking um you know i somebody they were saying that there's really like the whole thing about toilet paper which sounds kind of silly but people are just like panic buying it and you may go to a store and panic and say, oh, they're sold out. That means I should just buy a ton of it whenever I see okay. it. Yeah. Uh, but really, there's, like, no shortage of it. I guess they're just, like, not even close to being, like, a shortage on it. Like, they just may be out of inventory at a store, but they're going to get it in the next day. Or, you know, refill in a few days. And so I think just, like, not not panicking, not rushing out to, like, you know, like, withdraw all your cash and, like, stock up for 30 years, you know. Yeah, there's not really a point to that, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I think this is another thing, too, that I think I kind of learned from at least just the er- early days of this going on is that, um, you know, we should always be in a position to anticipate or be prepared for, you know, emergencies, um, it's interesting to see the reaction here in Louisiana, I think is very different than California because um, a lot of my friends, uh, coworkers, classmates are from Louisiana or like New Orleans. And somebody was saying that like they're used to like hurricane season and they remember Katrina and they remember floods from a year ago. And so they're kind of used to like okay, like, there's an emergency situation, you need to, like, have food and water and, like, basic stuff like that. It's just, like, they're familiar with it, so they know that that's something that should be on your minds. Um, And I heard also, um, this is, like, Jenna Marbles, when she, she and Julian were talking about their situation, that she, like, grew up or, like, went to college somewhere in like a blizzard heavy state i think like upstate new york did she go to syracuse or i don't know where she went but um i want to say boston boston yeah no i think you're right i think it was boston and uh like there were there were times where there's snowstorms and you just like have to be indoors for a week and i think being familiar with that environment kind of takes away some of the panic a little bit because you're like, okay, it's just another thing that we have to endure for a little bit. And, 
and whatever. But I think if you're not used to it, it can be very easy to fall into that panic mode, which um, it, which is not a good thing. But I think this is, um, it's sort of like, what's that, the Boy Scout motto, like, always be prepared or whatever. Yeah. I was not, I was not a scout, so. Neither um, was I. But, um, you know, like, if in California, how, how long have they been talking about, like, earthquake season and... Not earthquake season, but like the big one and everybody's sort of like been expecting it and it hasn't hit yet. And it's sort of like, I think this is just really like, yeah, I think it's just like a wake up call though for people to like, maybe you should have a first aid kit and a flashlight and batteries and, you know, some water just in case something happens. You know, I think it's just, there's a difference between being smart and being paranoid and, um, I think there you need to have that balance of not panicking, but also not being underprepared, you know. Right. And um, no, for sure, like. Um, yeah, I think that's just smart. One, yeah, I mean, like here, let me tell you, like there's there was one time where somebody like returned something, and in the bag there were tissues. There were used tissues in the bag. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to take the item out of the bag. Like, so I made the person who returned it. I needed to take the item out of the bag for me. And you, you need to show me the item. Because I'm not going to reach my hand in there. Like, this is like, I want to say a couple months ago when everything was, like, starting to Mm -hmm. happen, like, yeah, when everything was, like, kind of, like, oh, be careful, like, maybe wash your hands a little bit more, maybe, like, use some hand sanitizer, like, this is before everybody, like, was in panic mode, Mm -hmm. but I was just, like, ooh, I'm not touching that. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you can just tell, like, you can tell, like, people are gross, people don't have common sense, people are nasty so yeah you know what I mean I'm just like that's my that's my thing I'm like don't be gross yeah I think they've been really emphasizing um like uh taking those measures to wash your hands to like not cough and not sneeze and it just sounds like basic common sense but I think you're absolutely right that people need to be reminded about it sometimes and um given what's going on it's just sort of like these are steps you have to take and um you know for as much as people talk about like social distancing and you know I've seen a lot of memes about it or whatever but I think it actually is an important thing because you know if you're within a confined area and somebody's sick and they sneeze like that's a you know, a huge risk factor, and so, yeah, I think it's just being extra, being extra cautious right now is just really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would add maybe one more thing, just sort of, um, to kind of wrap things up, um, is just the, you know, we're all inconvenienced, we're all under some sort of stress of varying levels, you know, it's a scary time for a lot of people, but, um, you know, to show kindness, to show compassion for other people, even though it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, I think 
Um, I've noticed like a lot of friends, family have been reaching out maybe more than usual. Um, even people on social media that I'm kind of like tangentially friends with. And we all have the, that like, we all have those friends on like Facebook or Instagram that we, we kind of know them maybe, but they follow us a little bit, but we really don't stay in touch with them a lot. And I think the fact that we have social media and we have things like Skype and FaceTime and podcasts and videos and all of that stuff is like we've never been more ready to communicate you know, at a distance, you know, and so it's kind of ironic for me because I feel like even though we have to be distant from people, I feel like it's brought people closer together. Um, you know, you have friends staying in touch and checking up on you and, um, you know, I would say like show that kindness also to other people, you know, check on your neighbors, check on your friends. Maybe you can't go in person, but, you know, send them a message, give them a phone call, um, you know, if you're out shopping and you see an old person struggling to, like, get food, you know, maybe help them out as much as you can if they're, you know, are willing to accept your help. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of stories about, uh, you know, how Italy's handling it and they've been tr- showing a lot of, like, solidarity and singing in the streets and playing music and just finding a way to stay connected and um, you know, as like a boost to morale for people that, um, you know, might be confined a little bit right now. Um, so yeah, I would say just like be kind to people, be, be more patient. Um, you know, it's tough. We don't know how long it's going to go on for. That's sort of one of the frustrating parts for me. It's sort of, you know, you like to have a time frame, but I think it's just sort of impossible at this point to, to predict, um, what things are going to look like tomorrow, let alone a week, a month, three months from now. And so, um, but I think people are doing what they can, you know, you can have your opinion about whether we have the right leadership at the local, state, federal, different levels. People can disagree about how they're handling things, but, um, it sounds like they're making and taking steps to, um, do what's best for, for people and so hopefully these steps are going to be um helpful towards accomplishing that you know and depending on how long this goes on for you know um you know it could be a lot worse and so i think that's what um you know I, i'm glad that we we're at this point where you know at a national level at the state level local levels they've, they've you know they're taking it with the utmost um seriousness and so yeah you know and it is something that like you know what it looks like today you know thursday friday like last last week a week from from today a week ago you know it was sort of a very like day by day things are changing and i think it's still like that but it's grown in seriousness and it's grown in like you know like you're saying cities have been locked down things are closed um But yeah, I would say, um, you know, be kind, but also, yeah, stay positive. Um, You know, we'll get through this. Um, It's, uh, you know, I think by taking these steps, hopefully we can get back to normal as soon as possible. But, you know, it it makes me also think like how much we take for granted on a day-to-day basis, you know. 
your ability to go to the mall or a theme park or the movies and, you know, go to a restaurant and sit down and they sound like simple, you know, simple things that I think people don't think about. But, you know, when something like this happens, it's sort of like, oh, wow, like, you know, when was the last time I did something like that? When was the last time I really sat down and enjoyed, you know, a meal with my family at a restaurant? You know, it's um, it makes you think about what normal looks like you know also for normal for a lot of people for people that you know i think one thing that it's this has done is highlighted people that are experiencing poverty or sickness that don't have like their normal was already compromised you know Uh and this is making things even worse but it's also bringing it to light for for uh for people that didn't have a lot of struggles every day and so you know, I've seen a lot of those conversations on social media that like, okay, um, it's been a struggle to live day to day for the average person. And um, now everybody's affected by something. And so um, hopefully those conversations will help enlighten people about, you know, what it's like to live on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, my ideal scenario is that this will implement changes you know, for society, for politics, for people to help make their lives better and easier. It, it shouldn't take a national catastrophe and pandemic for the government and people to, like, care about each other, you know? It should be... Yeah. It should be a given, but I think this is sort of, you know, waking people up to to challenges that people experience, but... Um, yeah, that was all I had. I mean, I think we talked about some really important stuff, and I think it was good to kind of just, um, you know, talk about what's out there because it does change day to day, and there's a lot of misperceptions, And but I think to, to talk about it, to acknowledge it, that it's affecting everyone's lives was important for us to do, and, you know, hopefully our listeners will get something out of it because... You know, now is the time, I guess, to listen to podcasts and watch videos and stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I think that wraps up our episode. Um, you know, thanks again for calling in and making this happen. Oh yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll be able to post a little bit more. Uh, I think we we made the tech work for today, and uh, you know, hopefully we can upload some more stuff. Maybe some more lighthearted content. We know some people are like kind of look forward to sort of distractions in times like this, but. Yeah, no, for sure. I totally do that. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. Um, I think we have like, I, I try to follow like where people are listening to our podcast. And because we started, was it like Halloween a year ago? Is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see like where listeners coming from and a lot of them are from the U.S. but some of them are from like international which I was kind of surprised so if you're listening abroad um, you know thank you we hope what we say and provide for you is interesting but yeah in general for everybody just stay stay safe and healthy and yeah we'll we'll see you next time all right take care guys all right bye